Hi, welcome to Candor Beach. Today we are talking about how to write a Hollywood hit. So recently we've seen a bunch of these movies come out, like Barbie's hit a billion dollars. Oppenheimer from Christopher Nolan was touted to be a success. You've had uh, The Little Mermaid come out. You've had Snow White. <laughs> you, you're going to have Snow White come out soon. So Silesh, what are your thoughts on these movies? What, in your opinion, distinguishes these movies? Or in general, sure. like, what do you see today? Yeah, so if you look at it, you know, like, I, I like Christopher Nolan movies. So um, the reason why we like well-made movies, well-tailored movies, is, is one, you know, is the, uh, the screenplay. The screenplay is well-written, you know, like, um, and then, then the director. The director brings out, um, you know, the best part of the actors. So if you look at it, Christopher Nolan, you know, in during Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Returns, one of the best movies. So it's the it's a mixture of Christian Bale, Christian Bale with the, uh, a proper tie up with uh, Christopher Nolan, you know, was one of the best Batmans. But yeah, I understand. Say, but if you could break it down, like in terms of what was so appealing about the Dark Knight that or Inception oh, okay, so, or Interstellar or Oppenheimer. Christopher Nolan's got a massive library. Sure, sure. Christopher Nolan, you know, the, the, the detail he goes to, like if you look at Interstellar, right? So mm -hmm. in Interstellar, when they land on the other planet, you know, when uh, they land, there is a ticking right behind the, in the, in the, in the noise. So that ticking is basically... Um, you know, every day passing on Earth. So there is the time difference, right? So when you go in there, you pass through the, um, when you go at the speed of light or you go through a wormhole, your 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 time becomes, it's not the same. So attention to detail like that. Yeah. You know, Christopher Nolan movies are very good with attention to detail. Even in Inception with that spinning top towards the end where he like left something to the audience to imagine, for, for the audience to imagine. Exactly. I think another aspect that you had brought up was uh, when you bring in Christian Bale, when you bring in Heath Ledger, when you bring in a fantastic cast, they and and Hathaway as well. Like when you bring in a fantastic cast, a talented cast, there is this whole chemistry that these movies spell out. It's a great storyline. You have fantastic actors who carry their weight. You have fantastic direction in terms of direction and production in terms of the lighting, the the choices in costume or set production, everything I think about Christopher Nolan's books, uh, movies, pardon me, were fantastic. But today we see aspects of, let's say, with, uh, I, I'm going to name it, like with Disney, you have them rebooting franchise after franchise. Like they bought Star Wars off of Lucasfilms and then made episode seven, eight, nine, which wasn't, like as a Star Wars fan, I, I think many of us were disappointed with how seven, eight, nine came in. Uh, came to be because there were aspects like uh, gender swapping or race swapping. Like you had a main female character, fine, like, but Leia was also a main female character. It wasn't like Star Wars neglected that. Then you had uh, you had people come in like with some of their other movies, like Snow White. They mm -hmm. swapped the race of a bunch of the dwarves. Snow White, in the literal description. Like, if you want to stay true to the books, the literal description why she was named Snow White was because she was 
Her skin was white as snow. Her hair was black as ebony. Her lips were ruby red. Like those were the aspects that you want for the character to embody. At least the main character needs to embody that. Like how much do you want to leave to the imagination of the audience when you have the technology available today? So I see these aspects of like building franchises or taking franchises and then milking them. You have reboots coming in with Snow White. You have aspects of that I, I believe wokeism has brought in that I, yeah. I think are a little detrimental to the industry. What else do we see? I think, like, Silish, your opinion on the writer's strike and how that's going to influence Hollywood now. The, the writer's strike is pretty... Um, it, we lost a lot of movies because of writer's strike. Like, Deadpool 3 was supposed to come out. Deadpool 3 is... So we didn't lose them. They've been pushed. They've been pushed. I mean, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. So... That that is there, and uh, I mean the AI, uh, you know, like uh, AI can take over writing, cop, you know, like screenplay, but it's it think has so? a little bit. I think so. I think so. They should make use of AI to probably. You know, uh, with with the generative AI, there was this conversation where they said that human beings have creativity, and AI cannot mm-hmm. replicate that. And that mm. is going to be the delta. That is going to make sure that human beings, if they're in creative roles, are going to survive longer than um, some of the other jobs that are more operational that can be automated. How so far, it, like, by the sounds of it, you don't seem to agree with that. Yeah, because I think AI has enough knowledge, um, you know, like how it's trained. If it's able to, I mean, it's able to create uh, art, very creative art, which is completely new. So why not creative writing? Why why only art uh, with regards to like paintings or something like that? Why not uh, good uh, writing? So I think you know in in just I think few more one or two years more once the artificial intelligence sharpens up, I think that's where it's gonna go. Like uh, writers can be replaced with um, um, writers can be replaced with uh, artificial intelligence writing, generative writing. You know what? With OpenAI, there was this project, I think they stopped in January or started in January, I can't remember. It was about identifying content that was written by AI. They had a 30% accuracy. So they gave up. They closed that project down because they couldn't tell what was written by AI and what was written by a human being. Exactly. So if you, I mean, if you write, if somebody writes something and they run it through Grammarly, Mm. It's almost very close to what AI is going to write. So, you know, you know, if, if you know, the, you, if there's no any grammatical errors, and you know, there is good grammar, I don't think you wouldn't be you would be able to differentiate if it's AI or human. What about Gen Z slang? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. We we can integrate Urban Dictionary to AI. <laughs> That's going to be dangerous. All right. So you have you have uh, we've we've talked about the milking of franchises. We've talked about uh, rebooting, race swapping. There is this whole push into. There's a very liberal push, and I don't want to harp on that topic uh, too much, but. Like with um, what was that that cap not Captain Marvel but the movie after that where there was this 
this it, it, she was a part of the last doctor strange movie um you know and, who i'm talking about right like that yeah yeah um that girl with the power to create like like, a brain. like star shaped yeah. powers she could travel through she could portal through different universes like yeah, she I had mean, that was part of that doctor strange was yeah was yeah, that it was, was part doctor of the last strange. doctor strange movie yeah uh, the thing was she had like I, I don't under, yeah I, i don't understand why you bring that in uh, not against yeah, it, like no i would support lgbtq any day but at the same time they have to make sense like beyond saying oh we accept you it, it can't just be lip service and i feel like a lot of movies are just doing that to say that oh we we believe in you or we are look at how we are committing to like there are certain indian dramas like made in heaven where you had that whole gay angle to it it was a pivotal role played by a character who was not a sideline character there it made sense like there it was actually growing into something it was a part of the story but here where you had lesbian moms for 5 seconds <laughs> on the screen and then one of them what disappears what are you trying to get at i i don't I know I There's feel no like there's no character development there right i feel like eventually all the movies going to get like a esg score yeah thank you black <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i mean how well you you going to market these movies depends on the esg scores that would be a nightmare but yeah you were saying uh, generative ai you think is going to take over the writers jobs yeah. um, and so the writing part of it can be replaced by generative ai if in which so case it, should studios succumb to writers uh, requests like what writers are hoping for is a pay raise for the more average writers hmm, and sure, when i say I average mean, i don't mean by talent i mean by recognition specifically I see that that's that's part um that part gets into you know like how how well they're getting paid how well they're not each it depends on the the studios which is actually paying but the thing is they shouldn't be just cuz of doing that they shouldn't just stop the entire industry you know they're basically trying to collapse the industry so that they can get paid a lot they're of they're holding the industry ransom exactly so right. that shouldn't be done so if you really want to uh, get a pay raise you know do your job you know write a good movie and ask for it but not just boycott it and stop everything no in my opinion you can't <laughs> use unions to just you can't use unions to like hold a bat over management yeah. because if you believe that you ought to be paid more look for a job where you're going to be paid more at the end of yep. the day it's all market economics demand and supply if there is an excessive supply there is only so much i can do but if you hold the industry hostage are you being fair you are talking about unfair play from the administration side but what are you doing or is this like a for other people to just not writers so if you know like because people are going to consume content regardless they can they're going to move on to youtube they're going to move on to you know like movies which are no, you we'll, know we'll talk about that towards the yeah, later so, half for sure but yeah they're not going to sit down and worry about they a sure. hollywood movie so they're going to consume content regardless so 
they are, you know, like, uh, there are movies which come up um, without, from not from Hollywood, which are, you know, uh, self-made movies. People will still consume that. So there are very good movies which are, you know, with a very small budget coming out and just people, t- you know, random movies. Or so, with globalization, with the rise of, let's say, Korean content, with Bollywood yeah. content even, like, I'm not reliant on Hollywood for my content. I can get it from Korea, I can get yeah. it from Bollywood, Tollywood, wherever. And then yeah, you so. have this, um, you, now you can have, um, you know, language change. So you can have a Korean movie, watch it in English, you know, like, you know, that That actually helps. So the, I know people who, you know, who are in America, uh, you know, um, trying to figure out a bunch of these movies. So... What do you mean by figure out a bunch of these movies? Like make these? Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, those are stuff which are very, very, like if you look at these movies, right? So there are these movies, you know, they make from Korea, and you know you have the entire language change, so there is no hindrance in between. So you can watch a Korean movie in English. Right. Like we are past the era of subtitles, and now we are straight up into an era where. AI is just going to solve my, fix my language for me in real time. I understand. So generative AI is a massive, a massive ingredient in the, in, in the future of Hollywood. What else? Like we've seen the power of social media marketing. Like when you come up with a new uh, movie, you have your posters, you have campaigns, you have your actors and actresses running endorsements uh, or attending events to promote their movie or TV show, and then you have a lot of social media content around it, which creates a buzz. And uh, there is the whole availability bias, right? Like you're creating massive availability, you're creating this conversation around a single topic. So people automatically gravitate towards it. They're like, okay, maybe this is significant. Maybe this is something I need to consider. Like up Mm -hmm. until hearing that Barbie had hit the 1 billion mark, I don't know if you and I even considered uh, the possibility of watching the movie because like when I heard the reviews, I wasn't for it. But after it hit the one billion mark, I was like, maybe yeah, this I, is something I, that it's got social, it. it's got social proofing. Uh, like audiences clearly like it. Otherwise, one billion is not a small mark. It's quite significant. Yeah. Miss Gervig has done a fantastic job, one way or another. So no, I mean- we. Go ahead. In genres wise too, like, you know, like I do miss, you know, uh, comedy movies. Like there are not a good, you know, you, you don't like, if you look at Deadpool, right? There is erotic comedy. You don't see movies like that anymore. It's just about, you know, which is, which is lacking in the industry. Uh, maybe it might be because of the writer's strike, but you know, like, I wanted Look, the rider strike is recent and I understand I get that you are sore about not getting Deadpool 3. But I am going to say this, the fact that you've touched upon comedy, what is one of the most common the most popular genres out there in short form content on social media? Comedy. People yeah. love comedy. Like the Me. quintessential the quintessential part of entertainment is comedy. Yeah. And yeah, and maybe that's something that Hollywood's missing. Is that something one of the key ingredients that we can talk about? Uh, there are a couple of other points. 
the anti-hero. There, there has been a rise of the anti-hero recently. You've seen yeah. Black Adam come up. You had Deadpool come up in 2016. Suicide Squad. Uh, the Joker as well. Oh. Yeah. We are seeing the rise of a new genre. Thoughts on the impact? Or do you think that that's the storyline that we should pursue? Why did... They did well as uh, as well, right? Like they weren't... Well as well. They, 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 they did well for themselves. What are your thoughts on that? Is that like an impactful line that people should be exploring? Yeah, um, I mean, if you look at... Uh just the comedy, um, comedy or any other, um, you know, genre, right? So especially um, if you, um, what do you call these, uh, the new movies? Like you remember, um, you know, Dumb and Dumber. I never watched it. Uh, Jim Carrey. I haven't watched it. Yeah. So Jim Carrey, like if you look at Jim Carrey movies, you don't see that kind of acting or that kind of storyline coming in the new era so yeah i understand when you when you saying you know like um the newer movies don't have um all these the the how 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 well it's attractive to the older ones you know there is a there i didn't is actually a, say that but i would like to but yeah yeah i mean there is a gap so just in um just uh, with comedy on the, you know, the the new, the online social media comedy and um, the movie, yeah, uh, the, the movies itself, you don't see any new comedy movies if you look at it. Any, let's, ignore, let's ignore comedy as a genre for a second here. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say I agree with your perspective of there isn't much that is new. And I'm going to extend that aspects in dialogue, aspects in storyline. There Mm. is great repetition that's going on because people are looking at specifically the marketability of movies. And I think that is to the detriment of telling good stories. And we'll get to that. But there is one final ingredient in the whole trend space that we've talked about We've talked about uh, the repeat of franchises, like people milking franchises and reboots. We've talked about yeah. uh, the writer's strike. We've talked about generative AI. We've talked about the impact of wokeism in today's content. We've talked about the power of social media marketing. We're, we've also got to how we are seeing certain spectrums come up and they are more anti-establishment of sorts, primarily because like you typically want the protagonist to win and have a wonderful life and such. But then you have seen Gen Z, particularly Gen Z, millennials, us millennials. Uh, we have been anti-establishment to an extent, particularly Gen Z, but I think was started by millennials. There is this whole trend of anti-establishmentarianism. And I think that the anti-hero embodies that sentiment. And that is why I think those movies are doing well. There are other ingredients to it, like you've pointed out, comedy. So the, solid. the anti-hero, I think the anti-hero uh, thing started with uh, the TV show Narcos, right? So when you're rooting for Pablo Escobar, you know, to you, you, that, that's basically it. You you watching the TV show, you you're rooting for the guy to you know smuggle more cocaine, you know. So you're you're it's basically the entire thing right so you're doing yeah i mean it does show that how bad he is but you're looking at it and that's the anti-hero 
the start of anti-hero. Eventually, then, then you know the uh, I would also say vampires. Then all the vampire yeah. movies. You look at look at <laughs> Twilight. You're rooting for the vampire to basically take over her. So I don't, I don't uh, the, know. Like, I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> just throwing out vampires there, but yeah. I mean, and, I mean that's that's the story of Twilight too, right? You want you you you're looking for her to become part of the family. The you know the entire series is. Wait, I don't right? know. I don't know, <laughs> but all right, I'll take your word for it. I watched one of them, like one or two of the movies. But yeah. yeah, the final element that I'd like to talk about or touch upon before we move down to move on to a breakdown of the trends that we've seen is a spotlight on sex. Like, yeah. I understand that over the last decade, maybe like there's been this massive focus on sex. Like you have OnlyFans coming up and people are talking about massive money that's being made on OnlyFans. You've talked about the ban of pornography in India. You've been talking about, uh, in my opinion, arbitrary sex scenes in movies. They, they've been bubbling up in movies and they have had nothing to do with the storyline. There's There are sex scenes where you are developing the character of whoever's in question there, like the parties in question. But then there are sex scenes that are just there for the sex, for the sake of, my God, for the sake of sex. Yeah. And I don't know whether that has the, the desired impact. It's literally banking on the fact that sex sells. It is literally banking on a generation which seems sex deprived, very sexless and is fantasizing about maybe being in that i i don't i'm not quite sure i'm speculating here but they seem to sell and like otherwise why would movies keep bringing them up why would tv shows have so much of it why are uh, like I'm gonna end look, the look, argument look, right look there. At, yeah. uh, look, I feel like Barbie touched one one billion because everybody was sexualizing Margaret Robbie. So that. But that's been having happening since the dawn of time, right? Like you've had. Uh, yeah. I don't want to say Judy Garland, but uh, you've had Marilyn Monroe, who is a sex symbol. And mm. today we are talking about bringing in equality, bringing in the kind <clears throat> of. Uh, you bringing in the kind of semblance where women are respected, women are treated as equals, and then you start to, and then you work out storylines which objectify them. It's it's not playing fair, or it's not progressing in the direction that it ought to, in my opinion. Yeah, you need to give so, them strong character lines. Like I think Barbie was a female-centric movie and did a wonderful job. Wonder Woman was a female-centric movie, did a wonderful job. The Little Mermaid. Sort of female centric, yeah. if you know, anachronistic to an extent. It was written ages ago, but that's what you need basically. Like Priyanka Chopra's movies, or the choice, her, her choice of uh, movies and TV shows that she's participated in, they've always embodied a strong character. Like you can't get rid of Priyanka Chopra from the storyline and not strongly impact the story. And that's something that I deeply admire. Like that's something where you are bringing in strong female characters. They're not just there for the heck of it. They're not just there to be sexualized. They're not objects. And I think we need more of that, not random sex scenes because people come in and watch it. 
Mm. But, but yeah, now let's progress to a breakdown of what we've seen. I would say that, like in my opinion, movies today are being made because purely from a marketable perspective. Like Disney is making movies that will drive you to, or they're creating products that will drive you to their ecosystem of um, their amusement parks. Star Wars, now you have Star Wars in Disneyland, like stormtroopers walking about, excuse me, a Darth Vader, uh, Snow White, The Little Mermaid, Mickey Mouse. They are, well, I don't know if they're, they're coming up with more Mickey Mouse movies, but uh, Snow White for sure. You have you have people you're, that you're driving towards your amusement parks. You are creating merchandise that you can sell to these people. The Wizarding World is now a very marketable brand, leveraging J.K. Rowling's uh, intellectual property and now commercializing it to a point where, like I'd gone to Universal Studio a few years ago, I think 2017, if I remember correctly. And yeah. there was this terrible t-shirt, like very cheap I t-shirt. I remember you telling me this. <laughs> $40 for, yeah. a, for what looked like a flimsy t-shirt that like if put in the light, if put in sunlight would read mischief managed. And I was sorely tempted to buy because I understand like you're in a capitalist market and these are things that are attractive. But then it feels like you're building movies just to make a marketable product. Yeah. Barbie, Mattel, and Mattel is benefiting tremendously from Barbie. Like why did Barbie come out when it did? Because studies show that typically Barbie dolls are purchased around Thanksgiving, like uh, Black Friday and uh, Christmas. They're fantastic mm-hmm. gifts, right? They have been gifts for yeah, generations I mean, now. Marketing, and, perfect marketing, yeah. right? And now because I've posted it slightly before then, you are going to have a longer sales season. Similarly, yeah. like movies around, and I wouldn't be surprised if now the luxury brands have gotten into, and this is a quick aside, luxury brands have gotten into food just to create a more marketable brand. And that's fair play. Like that's something that as a business, you're allowed to do as a business, you are going to want to do. And you should be allowed to do that if you can create a movie around. Yeah, like if you can create a movie around, like you've got the Devil Wears Prada. I'm sure that the fact that you had Prada in that, in in the concept there pushed Prada sales because you are bringing it into there is a certain degree of social proofing. There's a certain degree of availability that's being created. And that's fair play. Like as a brand, I would encourage them to do that. But that's an aspect that we need to consider. This is something that has influenced movies and the creation of movies. They are all woke fluenced. Um, and it, wokeism has <laughs> influenced, influenced our movies tremendously. Like you see, yeah, you see gender swapping, you see uh, race swapping. Like you said, like that's very unnecessary. You create movies that center around those characters, center around a strong female character, center around African Americans, and that's fantastic. Like everything, everywhere, yeah. all at once. Asian cast. Now let's say that it was a fantastic story, and that is why it was given the its time in the sunlight, as opposed to oh, you know that. Uh, this is a diverse movie, and therefore we should award it with a half a dozen thing, uh, half a dozen awards. Like, let's not make Hollywood about that because that would 
be to the detriment of general content creation? What else? Like, what comes to your mind? So I think you know they should um, even in Oscars, right? It's just you know like now can these, be lip Yeah, so they're just doing. They have these point system, whereas how well this new movies are uh, catering to the the woke, or you know like how well. Um, how many points are they going to gain? It's like an ESG score for the movies, right? Only those get Oscars. And and that's why if you look at it, Oscars over a period of time lost a lot of viewers, you know, and it went down. The viewership of Oscars went down a lot. Last year was the least viewed uh, Oscars, I believe. That it was it was even in Fast News. Uh, they, they were talking about how Oscars uh, viewership went down. Break it down. Is it because mass communication has gotten to a point where people are used to seeing what they're used to seeing? Or is it that people have gotten tired of seeing what they're seeing? Like, is it I, is it more of a I'm bored of seeing the same thing over and over again or I'm upset by what I'm seeing? I Just think people lost, the, the, the industry is losing creativity doing all these woke fluent stuff like, you know, like race swapping instead of the older movie. Just instead of doing that, create a new uh, cast in the story, just like how they did with uh, Black Panther. Black Panther was a fantastic movie with the black cast, black movie, you know, stars and everything. And it was a fantastic, uh, the, even with the storyline. Crazy rotations. Yeah, crazy rotations. And, you know, nowadays, if you say that, that's become, it's a racist thing to do, you know, like, but uh, when that came in, it was a fantastic movie. Nowadays, I, I don't know, you'll have a backlash if you do that. Yeah, but I love that movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. Right. And you know what? There was also this this thing that I was thinking about with respect to movies, how it influences audiences. And I understand that there's a rating system in place to protect certain audiences. There's this whole PG, this is PG, this is PG-13, this is rated at all. Mm. But honestly... Age is just a number. Age does not correspond with wisdom. Now, yeah. if and like if you bear that to that to be fact, if that is true, then how are you using that as a rating system? Is that really protecting audiences? You have audiences getting in, acting, thinking that they're superheroes. You have because of the proliferation of superhero movies. I don't actually mean that there is a high statistic of people jumping off of buildings. <laughs> I, I should hope not. But there was an instance where, like, way back, India had this TV program called mm -hmm. Shakti Man, where there were people, yeah. like, kids who were being rescued by Shakti Man, and there were children who just, like, there were there was news that there were children who jumped off of buildings just so that Shakti Man could come and rescue them. And that obviously Dangerous. Could, have said, yeah. could have said that that was down to the parents, but... That is something that you need to be cognizant of. Movies have to put up disclaimers. Like you should not stop yourself from creating fantasy just because this can be a potential impact. But keep that in keep that in mind. And like parents or people from the society, like society needs to take a shoulder a certain a bit of a certain responsibility. But since we're talking about production and movie houses, like let's say that movie houses should also take in a certain degree of responsibility like if you look at the impact on culture today movies drive a certain kind of behavior with and with the adult populace like you see these tales of 
um, men being rejected by women, but then they being steadfast and then pursuing these women over and over and over until they wear these women down. Now, that is true, is desirable, is maybe workable in certain scenarios, but not generally. And that is not the sort of behavior that you want to promote. That is not the sort of behavior that you want to push to a sensitive audience that may not have the complete, that they may not be able to absorb and react to it properly. Like, let's be a little more responsible in terms of how much content we push. That pushes certain kinds of behavior is what I'm driving at. Because these PGs, A's, ratings don't seem to have a lot of meaning when it comes to societal impact. Yeah, um, I mean, no. if you look at the PG-13, the R rated, they don't matter in India. You know, they're... You see oh, they're just going, snipped out, right? Like, no, they're yeah. just outright <laughs> snipped out. Yeah. No, the censor so, board yeah, I mean, plays a role here. The censor board does control content to an extent, but at the same time, you still see societal behavior, which is... I, like when people criticize the patriarchy, they're not doing that for the heck of it. There is fault in the way that society has treated women to a great extent. And there are yeah. remedial measures that are being taken. And there is still a, a large aspect of society that isn't or does not seem to know how to behave, which is why you are continuing to have these austere measures against uh, part of society at the end of the day and I think that this is heavily influenced by movies I'm going to end my monologue there moving on <laughs> Ted, talk to me about well, generative AI what do you think about the prospects of that and its use in movies we were talking generative about generative AI replacing uh, writers so I think how more just not the writers the movie uh, casting itself like how uh, you know, in AI, you and now you have you can build an entire uh, you know cast inside it. You know, like build a, uh, you know like they have these artificial um, you know sets with uh, generative AI, right? So even that entire thing, that new the the Shah Rukh Khan. Movie, about, was, oh, okay, the, I was, was thinking like Mandalorian. A, was, yeah. The, yeah, Mandalorian too, but even the the the, uh, the it looked like a game, right? GTA, it looked like GTA Five Patan movie, the the uh, Shah Rukh Khan's new movie. I haven't. That was AI. I haven't watched it. I used to be a big Shah Rukh Khan fan, and I I don't know. Somewhere there was a drop off. Somewhere. Uh, there isn't a demand meet supply sort of a response. Yeah. And no, I don't know the numbers, therefore, who am I to judge? But like personal preference wise, not very pleased with the latest spiel that's being generated from Bollywood. Anyway, so there's that. Yeah. But uh, what I was getting at is when you were talking about generative AI taking up writers' jobs, I was thinking you can also use generative AI to like we are using prompt based AI to create videos. Mm. Uh, Revolve, I think, does that already. Like you can create videos using AI. You can upload a specific video scene and then use generative AI to modify it entirely. Then there are instances and this has been done in Japan for a while now. You can create avatars, avatars, whichever way you want to pronounce them. But you can create these virtual 
avatars that represent whatever you want them to. So brands, as an example, no longer need to rely on influencers or celebrities because you can't control celebrities. You can't control influencers. Like if they get into controversies, if they do things that aren't, you know, within the ethos of your or don't embody the ethos of your brand, it shouldn't matter because you're spending crores on crores upon crores on or millions and billions of dollars on these people. Millions. I don't think people spend billions of dollars on uh, an individual, but uh, yeah, they do Nike. Who? Uh, Michael Jordan. The Jordans. That was with the shoes, right? The, that yeah. was with the shoe deal. The shoe line. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> going back, you can have these avatars that you, your brand can control. You can have these avatars that, and we should test these out. Let's see yeah. whether an audience cares for generative AI. Let's see if, if it is indeed about the story and not the people depicting it or not the people playing it. Of course, technology has to get to a point where this is a little more seamless. But like, think about it. Animation does so well. Live action uh, sequences like the Lion King story or uh, I'm seeing Avatar. Like, let's talk about uh, who, who did Avatar again? James... Um, uh, James Cameron, right? Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. James Cameron, yeah. Yeah, Damn, so... <laughs> sorry. Uh, Cameron's uh, avatar did fantastically well. Yeah. Like, it was a box office. So people clearly don't... So pe it's, the story matters, right? Like, yeah. Avatar 1, people were like, yeah, that's fantastic. Avatar 2, people had an opinion. They were like, not as good, not as strong a storyline, repetitive, whatever, but... People went and watched it. It was a box office hit. So clearly it isn't that I need to see a human being necessarily. Also, AI has gotten to a point where it can create uh, a human likeness. So like not getting into the the, the hole that the that causes in terms <laughs> of security and privacy. Uh, it is something that can be used to generate content. Now, you don't need to rely on actors, actresses, models, uh, influencers, you don't need to rely on them as a brand. You can create your own content. Mm. Maybe, maybe we are going to see a future where actors and actresses' roles are marginalized, and maybe this is the golden age to be an actor. Who knows? Should try a shot. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little late for me. And I was also told I was a terrible actor. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't how. Oh, as um, a conclusion, what do you want to get, uh, say? As a conclusion, I, I would like to say that there are a couple of other things that I, I wanted to get at to. In terms of in terms of a breakdown, I, I wanted to say that over recent times, we've seen a focus on fantasy. We've seen a lot of comic book heroes come to life. We've seen a lot of book adapt uh, ad adaptions come to life. But back in the day, you had movies like uh, Enemies at the Gates or Godfather. Today, we have Avatar or the Marvel project. Um, I was also talking about the whole impact of sex as well, right? Like that can also be slotted under the whole fantasy genre. So we, in terms of a breakdown, we uh, just to do a quick recap and then maybe like proceed to the formula, the point of this particular conversation, like entertainment today or movies today are woke fluenced. They are focused on 
what is marketable as opposed to like this is a great story to tell uh which essentially is pushing an ecosystem right like it is essentially pushing um what was disney's thing again <laughs> i'm gonna move over that anyway i i understand so i think i think um when you talk about generative ai i think cgi integrated with generative ai will make a huge difference in future you know when it comes to like how well it looks you know like if you look at the new modern uh, video games right they look super real super super real i think and you have ai they, that controls their uh, storylines as well right like cutscene and video yeah, so so imagine movies uh, being built without huge amounts and you know being uh, splurged on these sets but you know on cgi uh, which is you know being done through generative ai if they able to do that they can probably eliminate the you know the um, building new construction for you know like lavish setting rely like, on know. rely on exactly. ai to reduce your environmental impact how very yeah. ecg yeah. of you ecg esg esg sorry sorry all right so how do you write a hit We've talked about the uh, we've talked about the trends. We've talked about a breakdown. Now to the crux of it, the point of how to write a Hollywood hit. How do you write a hit? I think you were talking about uh, genres, right? Like comedy. Two things, man. It's just the storyline and the director. I think if you can mend it well, he can actually um, bring any actor uh, to light. Like um, like Christopher Nolan, if you take you know, he, he I think he can bring. uh the best out of any actor okay That's so my... all all of future's hopes are like all of uh, hollywood's hopes are pinned on christopher nolan and his shoulders no no Understood. i mean if you look at That's martin That's not a formula you no know, so it's no, not like, a formula there's no formula art cannot be a formula so it's subjective right uh i beg to differ like we were discussing this prior to this conversation right like the impact of uh, joseph campbell's book the hero with a thousand faces there is a structure to a lot of great stories that have like put a hero through a journey like they receive a call they go through a journey they then come up and face the adversary or whatever challenge they needed to overcome and they become stronger and there is a formula there is very much so a formula but i think in terms of writing a hit today you need to pay attention to a few things and i'm going to list them out really quick um one is look at what people care about there is a lot of content out there in terms of like today with we've been empowered to a point where you can record movies and shorts from using your phone the phone camera is fantastic and like you had pointed out comedy is a massive massively popular genre and that's something that you can is very evident on social media look at social media social media leverage data and analytics to understand what kind of conversations people are interested in sci-fi comedy those are things that you can definitely see prevalent on uh, social media second thing is don't fall prey to lazy wokeism like mm. be original don't gender swap don't just bring in diversity for the sake of it create original plot lines where these characters actually shine you're going to do yourself a favor if you are bringing these things from the ground up and not just taking an existing storyline and swapping it like netflix and cleopatra or oh, that was a that was an outer that was an utter disaster yeah uh, that was 
scored online too on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it was quite rotten. And yeah. uh, Rotten Tomatoes acknowledged it. Give the audience something to mull over. We are a thinking audience. We pride ourselves in being intelligent. Challenge the audience, make them think like Inception did it with the ending or Game of Thrones did like you never knew who was going to die next, you know, all the way <laughs> until season eight. The end of the series. That was long, bro. Yeah. And finally, yeah. finally, I'd like for like to say that studios and directors need to be a little more responsible with the sort of content that they push out. Like I said, age being just a number, there are sensitive audiences governments or regulatory bodies need to step in and need to really focus on how stories can impact people and like film film is just has a very powerful societal impact age does not speak to wisdom how can we rely on age-based ratings you are filming for the masses you can't neglect that so please consider that those are my closing lines fantastic man that was quick, though. You did a quick job on the closing. <laughs> yeah, no, I realized that we were running quite, quite late. Yeah. This, but I was very, very impassioned about this topic. Well, that was, uh, I think that was, we covered all the topics on it. Yeah. This was our longest podcast, you know, like 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, 45 minutes, yes. Yeah. Well. I hope you guys got value well, out of that. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope I didn't bore you guys to death. Sarish, closing <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, no, thanks for watching, guys. I appreciate it. Sorry for uh, a wonderful closing thoughts. Long monologue. <laughs> right. All right. Thank yep. you, guys. See you on the next one. <laughs>